Hi, I'm Susan Caruso. I'm the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach, Florida, and you are listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator of the Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. <sighs> Welcome to 2024. Yes, 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 yes. Um, <clears throat> and it's always at the beginning of the year that we tend to be in a more kind of reflective state of mind. So we thought that we would bring you an episode about coming home to your true self, coming home to who you want to be as a parent and as a person. Yeah, so becoming the parent that you want to be. Um, and, and that takes really analyzing what you want to bring from your own family of origin you know, what you want to bring, um, what you want to leave behind, you know, and and in educating yourself and filtering all those many, many resources that parents have now. But what we'd like to do at Sunflower is support parents to really follow their own heart, just settle yourself down and say, what is, who is it that I want to be? What kind of parent do I want to be? And then um, we try to give tools and discussion around that. And um, it, it reminds me, you know, I mean, I think, how did how did I become the parent I wanted to be? And it's not that I became it very quickly. <laughs> not at all. Sure. And from my family of origin, I really knew exactly what I did not want to bring. Mm. I knew exactly what I didn't want to bring, but I did not know who I did want to be as a parent. And that sort of led me to, um, even before my children were born, to explore, you know, what are other possibilities to, to the things that I, that I, you know, struggled with in, as a child in my family. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kind of knew even before my kids were born, I knew I was going to do things differently. I didn't know what, what I wanted to do at all. And then when I had my children, I realized I really didn't know who, who I wanted to be as a parent. So that sort of led me to, to research and read and watch people and have friends that had older kids and um, to try to figure out, okay, what do I do? This is really important to me. I want to be the best parent I can be. How do I, how do, I do that? My oldest was pretty an easier kid. My youngest is the reason why Sunflower exists, because <laughs> he, um, he challenged me and he really pushed me to figure out who I wanted to be as a parent. I remember he was two years old and we were on our way up a mount up, you know, we were in Arizona visiting, visiting relatives that I didn't know so well mm-hmm. from my, my ex's side of the family. And... Um, and I had my two little boys there, and I remember him being all dressed up in like a a, a very pale colored girl snowsuit, and with a little hood on, and he just was throwing a royal tantrum. Mm. So much so that I had to ask them to stop the car, and we got out, and it was it was about something like, you know, my my sock is it right? <laughs> my, this is my sock, my sock. And he's he's in this in this 
adorable snowsuit. Mm. I had no idea what to do. I had no I had no idea what to do. But I knew that I had to wow. stop it somehow, get out of the car. And I just, I think I'll never forget that. That was one of those key moments where, oh, I have to get my act together here. Mm-hmm. I need to figure this out. Because I knew I didn't want to scream at him. Sure, I didn't want yeah. to say, come on, what the heck? What's the matter with the sock? You know, you're embarrassing me. You know, your uncle is driving us up into sea snow. Mm-hmm. And aren't you happy about that? I knew that none of that was going to be right. But I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And that that was my brick wall that I would come up against. And and I think that, that probably a lot of parents are like that, even maybe even more so, because now there's so much input as to you should be this kind of parent. You should do this. And if you just mm. do this number one, two, and three, then you get to be the perfect parent. And and that's not really true. You have to find your way. And and then, you know, once you figure it out how to how to deal with a two year old and a you know a two and a six year old, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they become ten and and six, you yes. know. And then what do you do? And they're very different personalities. Um, so it's kind of a kind of a, an important thing. Like we like we always say, your your history really plays into it. And then what do you do? How do you decide how how you want to be as a parent, and how do you become that? Because wow. it's not that you're going to do it instantaneously for right. sure. What that story really illustrates for me is how, uh, as a a young person, I think many people have this pitfall of intellectualizing. Once you start getting into thinking and and logic and reasoning and all of these skills start to click in, in young people, um, I think we start getting a little big for our britches and assuming that because we intellectually understand something that we can do it. And what I've learned through experience my whole life is you can't actually know something until you do it. Right, until so, the experience. <laughs> it's that learning it for yourself by doing uh, that kinesthetic learning, um, if we're talking about you know learning styles and child development, that play works because it is connecting what you're thinking with what you're doing, and maybe also how you're feeling <laughs> in there somewhere. So uh, with parenting, I can imagine no greater learning curve because uh, there just is no preparing you for any step of that experience. It is Mm -hmm. all going to be new in some regard. Um, Even if you have one child and your second child comes along, you're going to be like, I thought I already had a one-year-old. But you haven't had this one. This one. And even, you know, we see even people who are, who their life's work is being a therapist or a social worker or a psychologist. Um, It's different with your, with your, when you have your own child and you are with them 24-7 and and you are going to be their parent for the rest of your life. Yes. It's, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the, that showed up, I think, for me in a, a microcosm of that, because I am not yet a parent myself, uh, but I have played a, a significant role in the day-to-day life of 
young children. And um, I was once a nanny for a family with one child who was going through the toilet learning phase while I was full-time with them. Mm -hmm. And that actually meant that I was spending more time working with this little girl as she's learning how to use the toilet than her parents were. Mm -hmm. And they recognized that challenge and gave me whatever resources and tools that they had found for themselves. But I could not have prepared myself <laughs> for the experience of toilet learning with cloth diapers until I was in it. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, it is smelly. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You found it, my children didn't have smelly diapers at all. It was, it was lovely. And that's See, a really that's a really big thing, you know, when it is your own child. So what did you do? How did you deal with that as, you know, you didn't birth her, you know? Right. You didn't, you know, you didn't have all of the emotional attachment. I'm sure you had a strong emotional attachment. But this is a gross, smelly thing. Yes. And I, of course, was hard-pressed to contain those emotions, but... At the time, I remember that it felt important to uh, to approach the situation um, with the desire not to cause any harm, not to uh, to express my disgust in a way right. that would shame her or uh, or even just to make the situation more unpleasant than it already was for both of us. Mm -hmm. um, so. I uh, I believe that uh, that patience um, and that willingness to be the adult in the situation served her in the end because it, it, it's that's our role as adults. We we grow up and we've had experiences before we had real agency to change things um, where our grownups maybe didn't meet our experience with compassion or with uh, confidence that everything would be okay. Um, but here I had a chance to be uh, the adult in that scenario saying, this is normal, um, everybody poops, you know, right, yeah. uh, and, and to understand that it's a small price I pay to swallow my vomit. <laughs> and you know what? I've, I'm going to guess that your mom approached it in a really natural, not disgusting kind of a way because your poop certainly didn't smell. <laughs> and and so, so you had that in there, in, <laughs> yes. in your in your body and uh, conflicted with your, your being grossed out. But you knew inside, you know, in your heart as, as the child of somebody who, who pooped and moved through all of that, that you didn't want to shame. You didn't want it to be something that was going to have a negative uh, connotation, that it's just part of things. And so you combined what you knew from your own experience and brought that into this experience. And you're, you're caring and love for this little girl and the family that you're working with to, to do that in the way that, um, that was going to really be beneficial for her and, and move through that process. My big concern was I didn't want my family's 
really harmful language and behavior towards me and angry, you know, all of that. I didn't want that to pop out. Mm -hmm. And um, I needed to fight against that. Mm -hmm. And um, so what I did instead of you know, lots of times I would just be paralyzed. And I think that that's how a lot of a lot of families are. Right. You know, you just you just get paralyzed. So I'm standing there with him and I'm paralyzed. I have no idea what to do. And um, but it motivated me to learn and find out, OK, so what is what, what's my kid like developmentally right now? What is the language that I need to use? So I didn't handle that all that well because I pretty much froze, but I really learned from it. And that's mm -hmm. what we hope that, that you'll be doing, each of you. And um, and it is really important to have children that um, that you, you know, families that you hang out with that have older children so that you can see what's happening. Um, mm -hmm. You can get an idea of, of what next developmental stages your child's going to be going through so one thing that just came up that we talk about a lot in our sunflower bridge program is the 80 20 rule and how as we're talking about all of this uh be the parent you want to be and uh and decide what you want to do and what you don't want to do um we are always, uh, it's implicit that you will make mistakes and that you will not always be that. Um, right. And the and goal that's how you isn't learn. to <laughs> get anywhere. It's not like you're going to achieve perfect parenting at some point. It's always going to be this imperfect learning process. But what you did when you felt really stuck in that moment with your two-year-old was to reflect on that time and to say, well, why did I freeze up and how could I do it differently next time? And mm -hmm. so that you're preparing yourself emotionally and mentally for being in that moment again, because that's when we get triggered is, is when the conflict arises. So giving ourselves the preparation of thinking it through, talking about it, um, uh, even in the aftermath of a conflict with your child, talking about it when everything's calm again mm -hmm. um, so that you're making so much room for, for grace and for imperfection. And to listen to yourself, too, because somewhere in there, just like with you, there is you you kind of do know what to do or mm -hmm. you do know what not to do. And um, and to give yourself grace that you're figuring it out mm -hmm. and you will. And even even talking with your child like that. I, I remember my older child had just like lost a tooth, it, his first tooth. Yeah. You know, in the car when, you know, and the little one just lost his crackers mm -hmm. and I needed to go out <laughs> and I think I said you know like I don't know it's it's a bummer that you're you know let's take your shoes off let's take your socks off even though we're outside and we're heading to the snow let's let's go sit in the car because he his first tooth let's go see what's going on so it was I kind of changed the dance mm, I yeah. uh, acknowledged in a kind of a pitiful way, you know, like, okay, yeah, it's it's not fun to be you right now because your sock isn't quite right. Yeah. Um, and then we went in and continued on, and I remember the rest of the day being pretty decent, you know, actually really fun. Yeah, I did as a parent, he did, and uh, in his, his sweet little 
snowsuit. He did some snow angels, and they just had a really great time. Um, so, yeah. And it's a process. It's yes. Every step of the way. Um, now, in in this day and age, you know, you could I could have Googled, you know, what do you do when your child, very specifically, yeah. when your child is standing in the middle of the road in a snowsuit and his sock is bothering him. Right. And I could probably get 52, you know, yes, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way, which could be good in some, some ways. But, um, you know... Or, you know, somebody could tell you, my sister-in-law would say, why did you do that? You should have done this, you know, right. kind of a thing. But um, to, to you know, what is that quote that you, that you say about comparisons? I always think, because I have a tendency to compare how I'm doing with how other people are doing, uh, that comparison is the thief of joy. Ooh, the thief of the joy. The thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As long as I am focused on what somebody else has that I don't have, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be experiencing a lot of joy. Yeah. And that's what we want with our children. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. So to remember that, that you are becoming the parent you want to be. You're following your heart and you get to decide. You know, you ultimately get to decide. And it's going to be good for you and your family. Thank you so much for listening today. To share your thoughts, feelings, or stories about being with children with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org. Or you can find us on Instagram, where we also share lots of very useful parenting tips at Sunflower Creative Arts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions, where we record every episode. This beautiful studio. We're so lucky. Thank you.